Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, um, the Lord has totally messed me up the last couple days with, um, I worked real hard on a message, and last night, before time to go to bed, he told me, well, you're not preaching that tomorrow. I worked on it all week. So I just threw something together. And then I got up this morning, and he said, you're not preaching on that either. (laughs) So he told me to read this passage and share from it this morning. And so I'm just going to try to follow instructions as best I can. Um, So this is, of all things, I've been reading the last um, week, I've been reading this book called The Magnificat by, it doesn't even sound right, it's by Martin Luther, of all things. And, you know, if anyone knows history, Luther's the guy that overthrew all of that, right? right? Started that revolution. But he wrote this book about Mary's song, the song that Mary sang, Magnificat. It's very beautiful, very powerful. There's more in it. There's, this book is like this. You never get to the, you never understand it all or get through it all. But there's nuggets of revelation, revelation of Jesus. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read, for, read from that psalm and just share some thoughts that come to me from it um, this morning. And then we're going to pray and take communion. And you know what we're going to believe? We're going to believe for miracles this morning. You know, there's been a word that's been spoken over New Orleans as long back as I can remember. I can remember um, Jack Hayford prophesied over this city. Um, Dr. Yonggi Cho prophesied over this city. I remember the Brownsville Revival. A prophecy came out of there about the city of New Orleans, about a great move of the Holy Ghost that would go up the central part of the nation. And when is that going to happen? Who knows? Why not now, right? Why not now? Does anyone have any expectancy at all in your heart of something unprecedented? You know, we we got some people have more, more faith in Corona than they do in the power of Jesus. It's a weak little virus, and it dies when it gets in sunlight. It dies when it gets in the power of God's word. It's a weak little virus. Yeah, we have, to, we have to follow the government's instructions, but it's not very powerful compared to the power of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Amen. So I'm going to read, from, I'm going to read Mary's song, um, the Magnificat, and then um, out of the Passion Translation, and then I'm going to share from it. And Mary sang this song. You know, this was, this was very unusual because if you know your Bible... There had been a 400-year period where there was no prophecies, no people prophesying under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It was a 400-year dry spiritual spell until angelic visitation. An angel visited Zechariah, who became the father of John the Baptist, and an angel visited Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is true. I'm not reading Mother Goose this morning, y'all. These are not fairy tales or, 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 or myths. This is historical fact. An angel of the Lord appeared to Mary. When he appeared to her, the Holy Ghost came upon her and overshadowed her, it says. She was overshadowed by the power of the Most High God. The glory of God came upon this teenage Jewish girl who was a thousand-year descendant of King David. She was, a, and she was a part of the royal lineage of the house of David. She had, you know, and she, as she sang this prophetic song, David's anointing was, came upon her. She began to prophesy and sing to the Lord. It's powerful. It says Mary sang this song as she went to visit her, her aunt Elizabeth, who was also pregnant supernaturally by um, 
of course, a natural relation with her husband, but she was past the age of childbearing, and God answered her prayer, and she had a son in her old age, just like Abraham and Sarah did. Zechariah and Elizabeth had a child in their old age, and their child was, what was his name? Anyone know? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. So Mary goes to visit her aunt, who she had heard was three months pregnant, and when she saw her, the Holy Ghost came upon her again. And she began to prophesy and sing. And this is what she sang. Mary sang this song. My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. My spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God. For he set his tender gaze upon me, his lowly servant girl. And from here on, everyone will know that I've been favored and blessed. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is his name. Mercy kisses. All of his godly lovers from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes he tears from their thrones and he lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will be always be filled. But the smug and self-satisfied he will send away empty. Because he can never forget to show mercy. He has helped his chosen servant, Israel, keeping his promises to Abraham and to his descendants forevermore. Amen. Amen. So this is a powerful song that she sang. And it's filled with revelation. I'm just going to make some observations and share with you this morning from the word of the Lord. It starts off the song. It says, my soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. You know, this... This, how long has it been since you can say, I was ecstatic, and that would describe your spiritual condition? It's a good condition to be in. But this, she was describing her, her, her spiritual condition, and she says, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic, overflowing. There's a place of spiritual overflow. There's a place of spiritual overflow, and that's what praise, true praise, is not just singing songs, no matter how great a singer you are or how talented a musician you are. True praise and worship only comes from the overflow of being filled and filled and filled and filled again with the glory of God. And that's what Mary, she was, she was the first fruits. Think about this teenage girl, the first. Her and Zechariah and Elizabeth were the first filled with the Holy Ghost in 400 years. They were the first to prophesy in 400 years. And this was a foretaste because 33 years later, this teenage girl, say she was 17, she was 50 years old now in an upper room. And she was in the upper room with the other fishermen and disciples of Jesus. And suddenly, it says in in Acts chapter 2 that she was there, Acts chapter 1, she was there in the upper room. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven like the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Oh, Mary, I know what this is. This is exactly what I felt when I was in my bedroom that day when Gabriel walked in the room. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was conceived in my womb, the Son of God. And I began to prophesy. The good news is, it's not just for Mary and Zechariah and Elizabeth today. This anointing is for me and for you. It's for all people, everyone, everyone that's thirsty for God. This anointing is for you. And this is where praise comes from. This is praise that will bubble out of you and affect your world. She goes on to say that her soul was, would burst with joy over my life-giving God. 
So we're drinking in his presence. We're drinking in, in his anointing. We're drinking in this life-giving God. And this life-giving God fills you with the only thing that your soul is longing for. The only thing. We're longing for joy that comes from God. And we're not going to find it in the things that this created world offers for us. God's given us all these things to enjoy, but they will never, ever, 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 ever satisfy our thirsty soul. Mary discovered that day. She discovered that day. It wasn't because she was the the daughter of David that she was satisfied It wasn't because she was going to become famous one day that she was satisfied. She was satisfied because she was filled to overflowing with God himself. This life-giving God filled her soul and she was satisfied. And it was a satisfaction that was going to keep her in the dark days when her son would be persecuted, when her son would be executed, and when her family and her friends would all be scattered all over the region because of the persecution against the church. She had something to tap into. And that was that spring of living water that she first tasted that day. When Gabriel came into the room, I am Gabriel and I come from the presence of God. <laughs> Woo! Now, this is what she goes on to say in this prophetic song. She says, for he set his tender gaze upon me. He set his tender gaze upon me. His lowly servant girl. You know, in the eyes of the world, you might not be very important. You might not be famous. You might not be rich. You might not be well known. You might be average in everyone else's eyes. Like Mary said she was. She was engaged to a carpenter, a blue collar worker in Nazareth of all places. One of the lowly places in Galilee, in Israel. She had no future or reputation that she would ever hope to have. But you know what she said? He set His gaze upon me. And that became her identity. He set his gaze upon me. He's got his eye on you, friends. He's got his eye on you. He had his eye on you before there was a you. He had his eye on you when you were in your mother's womb. He had his eye on you when you were playing in the sandbox or in the mud puddle when you were a little child. He had his eye on you when you were doing stupid things as an adolescent. He had his eye on you when you wrecked your car. He had his eye on you when you were drinking and playing the fool. He had his eye on you. And he's brought you out of that horrible place. And he's brought you into his grace and his love and his mercy and his plan. Just rest in that rest. Rest in his love. He loves me. Oh, he loves me. I'm his. I'm his choice. I might not be big in the eyes of the world. I may never be known. I may never be important. I may never be wealthy. But I belong to him. I'm his. I'm his purchased possession. And I'll be his for eternity. I have a special relationship with this king of glory. He knows me. And he loves me. And he set his eye on me. Yeah, I love that. I love that because, you know, I'm his favorite son at the end of the day. And every one of us can say that, like Joseph did. I'm his favorite of all favorites. Woo! Then he goes on, she goes on singing this song. I've been favored and I've been blessed. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. And holy is his name. 
He is a miracle worker. Read your Bible. Find a chapter in the Bible that's not permeated with miracles. He's a miracle worker. If way back then, why not now? At the end of the age, why not now? Of all times, why not now? You know, I'll never forget, we were talking. Actually, I, um, Pastor Karen made me remember this the other day. She was preaching about revivals. And she preached about the revival back in the early 1900s with Sister Amy Simple McPherson. And she talked about the, the revival in the 50s, the healing revival that broke out and revival that went around the world. And it made me go back to a snapshot. Do you have every time forgotten memories that suddenly come back into your conscience? Things you've forgotten? And I, it was back, I had to have been only, what, probably five years old when I remembered this picture. It was a, we had, you know, TV was not a very common back then, 1957. We had a black and white television in our house. And my dad used to turn on, I think it was on Sundays, I'm not certain the day. But they had these, li- these, these, I don't know if they were live or video, I don't even know. But they were crusades from Oral Roberts' tent back in the 1950s. And I remember clearly in a picture in my mind from something that was like, I guess God took a photograph and put it on my brain somehow, of Oral Roberts reaching down and, and pulling a little boy out of a wheelchair and seeing him get healed on, 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 on television. This was all over the TV back in the, in the late 50s. There, was, there were miracles breaking out all over the That healing revival. It was like, you know, back in, in 1994 when the joy of the Lord fell, how, how easy was it to get someone filled with joy? It was like you had to try not to because it was everywhere. That's how healing was. Healing was everywhere. That's just what God was doing. He was pouring out miracle signs and wonders, and healing was everywhere. It was happening everywhere. Oral Roberts was kind of in the middle of it. You had, um, you had others at the, at the beginning of it, but in the end of it, you had Catherine Kuhlman of the Healing Revival. It was that special season, but why not a season of signs and wonders and miracles in this generation? This generation, this generation, this jaded generation that thinks that, you know, that science is the answer to everything. God is the scientist. He's the inventor of science. He's the inventor of eyes and ears and hearts and lungs. He's the inventor of bloods. He's the inventor of all these things. If he, can, he can't heal, there's no such thing as healing. He is the great physician. And Lord, we say miracles, miracles, miracles. Let your miracle power break out in your church. Let your miracle power break out in this generation. Show your glory, Lord, unprecedented signs, wonders, and miracles breaking out. Undeniable visitations of the Most High God. Doesn't mean everyone will like it. Oh no. But you know what? It'll be, it is undeniable. The power of God cannot be denied. His power is real. You know, His power is here in this place this morning. As a matter of fact, I, I felt an unusual presence just before I, I came up here. I felt, you know, you know how rain feels when it's falling on you? I felt like, I don't know how to even describe this in, in, English, I could tell you about it in my heavenly language, but it was like it was like it was like drops of sun, like drops, like big, you know, like giant raindrops. You ever seen big raindrops? There's little ones and there's big ones. Big raindrops is like giant sun drops, sun drops, 
that falling on the and that's on the crowd falling on me i felt so you know it's like this like in Malachi, he says that the son of righteousness will arise with what healing in his in his beams, in his beam, the wings. It says in, in the in the in one translation, it says in the beam. So the, the the rays of light shining out from the glory of the Lord. Just lift your hands up right now, Lord. Lord, we we are just childlike enough. Lord, we're childlike enough. We don't want to be jaded, Lord. We're childlike enough to believe in miracles. Lord, we believe that your power hasn't diminished, that your love for us hasn't diminished, your, your kingdom plan has not changed. Lord Jesus, let the power of your glory, your miracles, thank you for your healing presence right now, Lord God. Just, just, just put yourself in a receiving mode for a minute right now. Thank you, Lord. If you're physically suffering in your body, just begin to drink in right here, right now, where, where, you, are, where you are. If you have a weak heart... Just let his healing presence come. I'm not finished yet, but that y'all can play if you want. <laughs> let, his, let his healing presence. <laughs> Lord, let your, let your healing presence just touch, Lord, people's hearts, teach people's backs and lungs and nervous systems. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your healing presence. Lord, you're able to heal necks, Lord God. You're able to heal crooked spines, Lord Jesus. You're able to heal lazy eyes. Lord, you're able to cleanse blood that's been, um, it's, it's, it's been polluted by some foul disease, infection, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. She was carrying a miracle. She was carrying an undeniable miracle in her body. She had conceived by the Holy Spirit at this point. She was three months pregnant with the Son of God in her belly. We have the Son of God in our belly right now, too. Yeah, we do. He's in us. He is in us. We're just as supernatural as Mary's conception. We've conceived in our bellies the Holy Ghost. And we've become children of the Most High God. Oh yeah, mercy kisses all his godly lovers from one generation to the next. Lord, let this generation, passing on to the next generation. Lord God, thank you for the revival that touched our forefathers in the in the Pentecostal revival, and thank you for the charismatic and Jesus renewal, and for the river outpouring in the nineties. But Lord, what about this generation? What about the twenties, Lord God? Some hombre may say, "Okay, but our Lord God, that there be something, Lord, unprecedented, unprecedented, Lord, visitation of your glory on this generation, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, mighty power flows from Him. Mighty power, the power of God, the power of the Most High God. Lord, you said we'd receive power after the Holy Spirit came upon us. Thank you. We're just praying this prophecy that Mary prophesied. Just lift your hands right now. We're just praying this prophecy. Lord, thank you for the power. It's verse in verse. I don't even know what verses is. I don't have the verses here, but the power of God is flowing from heaven, flowing over us. The mighty power flows from him. 
And it scatters all those who are exalting themselves. All the proud plans. Men who have exalted themselves and positioned themselves in the way of your kingdom plan. Lord, I thank you that your power is scattering every obstacle. Every obstacle. Lord, I pray for every business represented here. Lord God, every obstacle. Lord God, these are kingdom people, Lord God. And you've got kingdom plans for them. Father, remove every obstacle, Lord, in their way for their businesses. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for favor upon them in Jesus' name. He says, powerful princes, he tears from their throne. He lifts up the lowly to take their place. And then he says, those who hunger for him will always be filled. And the smug and self-satisfied, he'll send away empty. The proud, oh, I don't believe in all that. You believe, can you believe? Do you see the way they were doing? Ah, I can't. I'm not into all of that. The smug and the self-satisfied, he sends away empty. The humble... The childlike, he fills. Lord God, Lord, I pray that you'd just let a wave of hunger and spiritual thirst fill this congregation, Lord God. Lord, everyone sitting in this place, Lord, something would get all over them that says, I want to read my Bible. I want to drink the Holy Ghost. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to draw near to God. Lord, an unprecedented hunger would come upon us. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. We're going to take communion. Because he can never forget to show mercy. He has helped his chosen servant, Israel. He has mercy on all his chosen. Mercy of God. Mercy of God. Mercy of God. You know, if you feel like you've messed up your life because of stupid, stupid choices... There's mercy. There is mercy and grace and restoration. So if you feel like you've messed things up, let's just take a moment right now. Lord, forgive me. Just ask him right now. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for my my stupidity, for my pride and arrogance. Forgive me, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that I'm yours. I'm your child. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. Thank you for mercy, Lord God. Lord, raise me up. Lord, take me out of this pit and bring me to a wide place of deliverance, Lord, of favor and blessing. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then this is how she finishes this psalm, this song. Keeping his promises to Abraham, she said. She recognized that this miracle that happened to her was the fruit of God's promise to her great, 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 how many generations ago? Great grandfather Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham when he offered his son on Mount Moriah. And Mary said, it's being fulfilled in my life. God's made a promise to Abraham. I am a child of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. It says that in Galatians chapter 3, I, I am a descendant. I am the seed of Abraham by faith in Christ Jesus. All the blessings that God promised to Abraham, the spiritual ones and the physical ones. All the spiritual ones and the physical ones, I've inherited them. I am a son. I am a daughter of Abraham in the name of Jesus. And the favor of God is on us. And not only to me, but he says to our seed, to our descendants, from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. The promise of God for you and your house. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.